Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. anybody made any New Year's resolutions this year? Anyone broken any so far that they've already made? I think um, whether you make New Year's resolutions or not, I think just at the start of the year, it's just a really good time to to think forward and to think intentionally about what's coming up, isn't it? And just to kind of have that moment of reflection and kind of um, intentionality about what's coming. So I want to pose the question today, what are you sowing in 2024? What are you sowing this year? Anybody got green fingers and like to get out in the garden? But what are you sowing this year? So we're going to start off by reading Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 9. Does, if you do need a Bible, I think we have some spare at at the back. So please, I think in the... Um, place just by Matt and Sam. You can go and grab a, a Bible at the back. Um, otherwise, the words are going to come up on the screen. So let's read this together. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I think the way that we think about spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, it's really formed about this principle that we read in in Galatians 6. And I want to start with this kind of like baseline idea that it's God's intention for us as people of God that we would become people of love and we would be formed into the image of Jesus, that our character would become more and more like the character of Christ. Is that our intention this year? And we need to recognize that we're inward beings, we're not just outward beings. Our outward self flows from our inward self. And there's also times when some of the uh, habits and the practices Just keep going. Just keep going. Oh, here we go. Um, (laughs) The habits and the practices that um, they they shape us, they shape our inward being, don't they? And that flows out into our outward being. And there's there's like this connectedness, there's a relationship between the two. Who, Who are we becoming as a result of the things that we give our attention to? Who am I becoming as a result of this behavior or this choice? Who am I becoming as a result of this relationship? All actions, all attitudes, all relationships and habits are shaping me. And they are forming me into somebody. And so the question for this year is, who am I becoming in 2024? Who are you becoming in 2024? And this this scriptural basis for this uh, spiritual growth is found in Galatians 6. This, the Apostle Paul is explaining this spiritual law of sowing and reaping. And it is just that. It's a law. It's like a natural law. It's like the law of gravity. 
And it's just an observation about the way that life works and the way that the universe works and the way that the human behavior works. And it's kind of, it's not neither good or bad, it's just neutral. And it's a, whether it benefits you or harms you depends entirely upon whether you leverage it to your advantage or you ignore it to your detriment. And so in this passage, what Paul wants us to understand when he says this is a man reaps what he sows. He wants us to understand that all of life is connected. Your past is connected to your present and your future. You are largely the person that you are today because of decisions that you've made up until this point. And you will become the person that you will eventually become as a result of decisions that you're making even now. So looking at this um, agricultural metaphor, what this means is that each of us is a farmer. I want you to turn to your neighbour and say, I am a farmer. Each of us, each of us have dirt under our fingernails because we are always sowing seeds of something in our life. Every choice, every action, every habit is like a seed that we're planting in the ground of life. And eventually those seeds will bring forth a harvest, either for good or for bad. And so the decisions that we're making now are forming our character and they're shaping who we will become. And I really think this, what what pulls you through tough seasons is what you've sown in previous seasons. So what you plant this year will help you in future times. Now there's three dimensions of this law of sowing and reaping that we can understand that Paul is using here. Um, All good sermons have three points. First point... We reap the same thing that we sow. Um, My grandfather used to be a farmer. I actually didn't know him, but my mum, who's here today, my mum, he used to go out in sowing season, this is according to my mum, and uh, used to get up on the tractor, pull the driller behind him, which spreads the seeds kind of like evenly behind it, and then prayed for rain and prayed for sun, and then came back months later to harvest the wheat. And one time, much to his surprise, there was carrots. I'm joking, obviously, of course, just to see who is actually awake. Um, we, we know that that's ridiculous, don't we? We know that that never happened. It's absolutely absurd. But what's true in the physical world is also true in the spiritual world. You don't sow wheat and reap carrots. Um, got a little visual demonstration here. Little pot of soil. And um, I've got a little sunflower seeds. I've got a little bag of sunflowers, beautiful spreading seeds of happiness. Isn't that lovely? Um, okay, can anyone see what I've got in my hand? It's a sunflower seed. It's so tiny, I can't even see it. Um, anyone see it? It's tiny, tiny, tiny. So I'm going I'm to plant this in my little pot. Um, push it down, I mean, cover it over, very, very nice, but no matter how much I water it, or, you know, pray over it, it's not going to suddenly become a poppy, is it, it's always going to be a sunflower, 
And if we sow destructive things into our lives, we're going to reap that later. We reap the same thing that we sow. What we put in the ground now is what's going to come out of the ground days, weeks, months, years in advance. So if you sow seeds of honesty into your life, if you sow seeds of vulnerability, you're going to reap trust in relationships. You'll reap the benefit of other people willing to be vulnerable with you and sharing in uh, their pain with you. And it works the other way too. If you sow self-centeredness into your life, if you make it all about you, you'll reap loneliness as people withdraw from you in relationships. It's, it's just a natural law. Uh, you know, for, for years now, I've felt this invitation from God to practice the discipline of silence and inviting the presence of God just to be me, with me in that. And um, for those that know me, that you'll know that that isn't a natural posture for me. Um, finding time to be quiet is always a challenge. And, uh, but I know that I'm sowing seeds in that time, even if I don't experience anything at the time. You know, I find it so much easier if I have spare, spare time just to endlessly scroll on my phone. But who am I becoming by doing that? Everything that we sow in our life is always bringing forth some kind of fruit, good or bad. We reap the same thing that we sow. Secondly, we reap later than we sow. Sometimes when we, when we sow destructive seeds into our lives, we can think that we're getting away with it because we don't see anything immediate. We think this is, this is fine. But the, and, and, and the um, converse of that as well, we can become disheartened if we're doing we're sowing good things and we're not seeing anything, we can think, what's the point of doing that? We're not actually seeing any fruit. But we, we reap later than we sow. You know, the, the farmers don't sow their seeds and then like the next day come back to harvest them. It takes intentionality. They water them. They cultivate them. They pray for sun and rain. And then they come back when the harvest is fully grown. You know, if I went to my plant pot, I'd be like, come on then, you know, where is it? Has it started growing yet? There's nothing there. But remember in verse 9, it says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I want to encourage you to play the long game. Do the right things now. Dig in deep now. Be a blessing now. Because what you sow this year really matters. And as you journey through disappointment or sadness or joy, that in, it will inevitably hit this year, this year. All of those things will hit you this year. Play the long game. Don't just reach for quick escapism. It's a bit like getting into shape. If, I'm, if I go to the gym to do my HIIT workout one time, I'm not going to wake up the next morning being as fit as Joe Wicks. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. It takes, uh, it's like the cumulative result of countless tiny choices. And the consequences of our actions may not immediately become apparent to us. But seeds eventually grow. What we're sowing in this time will have a profound effect on our future. But it doesn't happen overnight. So the first thing is that we reap the same thing that we sow. The second is that we reap later than we sow. And the third is that we reap much more than we sow. It's, it's exponential. 
and God designed the world this way to work to, to, to our advantage. This, this tiny seed here will eventually, well, hopefully, will grow into a, a sunflower. Um, way, way bigger than the seed. You, you know, you barely saw it. The, the record for uh, the tallest sunflower apparently is over 30 foot, nine meters, from that tiny seed. And uh, tiny seeds become giant trees. The seemingly insignificant things that we do now will show up in big ways in the future. And, it, you know, this could be taken as bad news because there's a warning inherent in it, I think. But it's also this incredible opportunity. And what it means that we don't, we don't have to kind of plant full-grown trees in the ground. You know, for me, like for me, if you want to start spending time in silence, it's probably not going to work if you go, right, I'm just going to spend an hour. It will, probably won't work. You know, start small. Start with five minutes. And it's like, that's like kind of trying to pick up a full-grown tree and plant it in the ground. And it's just not the way that God designed it to work. All you have to do is you take a tiny seed and you start small in whatever, whatever area of life God, God has given you. And you put it in the ground and you're just, you're just faithful to, to him. I don't, I don't think God is honoured by big words or big New Year's resolutions. He's honoured by faithfulness, even in the, the smallest, tiniest, seemingly insignificant things of life. And he, he delights in every single step we take forward, even those little baby stumbling steps. Every single investment we make into our character or our habits, into who we're becoming, no matter how small or insignificant. And I think his desire is that we be aware of this law of sowing and reaping so that we can leverage it to our advantage. Okay, those are my three things. I've now got four simple suggestions. <laughs> just to lull you there into a full sense of security. Um, these are areas that I'm going to suggest leaning into this next year. This isn't exhaustive. This is Viv's top four uh, leanings. Okay, firstly, take time every day to connect with God. Every day if you can. Through the Bible, through prayer, through silence, through worship. Uh, and for me, one of the biggest things I've found is I need to do this first thing in the morning because if I wait till I got, I've got everything done, it usually doesn't happen. Have a Bible plan. Don't just sort of open the Bible at random every day and hope for the best. There's, there's so many good plans out there. Um, for, for me, for many years, I've listened to the Daily Audio Bible where it reads through the Bible in a year um, every day. Um, there's a brilliant plan on version, which I think we've mentioned in the newsletter, which goes through the, news, the New Testament with the Bible Project um, every, every day. Or maybe you just want to go deeper and meditate on just a few verses. But whatever you do, have a plan. Be intentional about connecting with God through silence, through worship, through reading the Bible, through praying. You, you will reap the rewards of this time because it's the law of sowing and reaping. Guarantee what you sow this year in terms of connecting with God, you will reap the benefits. Okay, number two, parent your phone. Um, the pull for our phones is so big, isn't it? So big. Endlessly scrolling, looking for the latest news, updating your fantasy football team. 
sitting at number two currently. I'm coming after you, Matt Morley. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's such a black hole, isn't it? It's such a hole to disappear into. And I think it's true to say that probably for a, a good number of us, we're addicted to our phone, our phones. I'm pretty sure that I am. I need to put limits on my phone usage. I need to maybe put it to bed before I go to bed. Maybe turn it off for a whole day, disconnect with it. But it's, su it's such a hard thing to do. But, we, but the question is, who are we becoming? Who am I becoming? Okay, number three. This is a, this is a bit more of a random third one. Um, but watch what takes root. And I've just had this verse going around my head from Hebrews chapter 12 for just for a few months now, which is why I'm kind of bringing it into this. Um, and I just feel like it's particularly relevant for this season. And it's Hebrews 12 verse 15, and it says this, Watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. And make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them, which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. And for, from our own perspective, like bitterness or dissatisfaction is always justified. It's always like we can easily argue to ourselves, you know, it just isn't fair. And this is the moment when bitterness is sown. When we feel we don't get what we deserve or when we feel like we've been mistreated. But bitterness is a poison and a sin. It's a poison that's broken up marriages, friendships, church communities, and hindered many people from finding Jesus. And it can spring up so quickly if we're not careful. Theologian Leon Morris explains this. A bitter root is a root that bears bitter fruit. So it's possible for the seed of bitterness to be sown in a community and though nothing is immediately apparent, in due time, the inevitable fruit appears. It's the sowing and reaping principle again, isn't it? Steve mentioned last week um, at our All Together service in Westside about V61. Wouldn't it be great if V61 was known as a church who forgives quickly? That we're known in heaven as a church who forgives quickly. It's... It's so easy to let the disappointment from life creep into cynicism, into offense, and then bitterness and unforgiveness. And I just, I feel like as though we need to be vigilant as a church community. Call it out in each other. You know, if you, if you see roots taking hold, if you're seeing a fence grow, go to people if you've got a problem with them. Don't nurse unforgiveness in your heart or gossip about it. Root it out quickly. Uh, over my years in pastoral ministry, I've seen what bitterness does to people. You can start developing a narrative. It can isolate you. It can divide friendships. It will damage your relationship with God. And it's like this weed that strangles the life out of the good plants if it's not pulled out quickly. If you sow seeds of bitterness, you will not have good, long-lasting friendships. It will poison you and those around you. I, I mean, I don't think we set out to become bitter, do we? I don't think anyone's New Year's resolution was, 
I'm going to sow seeds of bitterness this year. I hope it wasn't anyway. But it creeps in if we're not careful. For example, how do you react at work if someone else gets the credit for something you've done? What do you do if someone bad mouths your friend or bullies your child? What do you do with your disappointment over not having a partner? How do you react if you don't get healed? What we do with these disappointments, these irritations, these injustices, will determine whether the seeds of bitterness take root or not. Do we let them fester? Do we complain to others? Do we isolate ourselves? Or do we confront in a healthy way? Do we choose the path of forgiveness? Or do we take our lament to God and choose to sow trust instead of bitterness? I think one of the keys to not letting bitterness take root is found in the first part of that verse that we read. And he says this, see to it that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. No one misses the revelation of God's grace. I think when we, when we recognize the grace shown to us by God, it frees us. It frees us from entitlement, frees us from bitterness. And so my final point, yes, um, seek a revelation, a fresh revelation of his grace this year. Seek a fresh revelation of God's grace this year. At the, at the heart of our faith is a man who died for his enemies. For, for Jesus to give his life and forgive his tormentors was such an act of enormous love and strength. When we realize just how much we're loved, how much we're forgiven, when we have a revelation of God's grace, it changes everything. I remember a time in my life many, many, many years ago when I read the story of the woman who broke the jar of alabaster ointment and, he, and she wept over Jesus. And people around him were, were horrified at what the woman was doing. But Jesus', re, Jesus response to her was, those who are forgiven much love much. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not sure I've been forgiven that much. You know, I thought I'm a pretty good person. There's people way worse than me. I haven't done loads wrong, but I saw the connection. I'm not sure I love God very much. It was almost as though, like, for me, those who are forgiven little, love little. And at that point in my life, there began this process where God began to reveal the darkness in me and how far I was from perfect. And this wasn't in a shaming kind of way at all, but I came to a point where I realized my absolute need of a savior and his forgiveness. And it was this, it was this honestly, it was a revelation of grace to me where I realized that I was not, there was nothing I can do to make God love me more. And there was also nothing I could, I could do that I couldn't be forgiven of. And the power of the cross and what Jesus paid for on the cross like, began to sink in. And even fairly recently, I was, I was um, struggling with forgiving someone. And I was chatting to God about it. And I was just starting to feel a bit entitled, if I'm honest. You know, I, you know that feeling when you feel like you deserve a bit more? And I felt him nudge me again. I said, Viv, remember how much you've been forgiven. 
remember again, and I was reminded again of his forgiveness for me. And my heart was softened again towards this other person. It's much more about us than the other person. It always is. And I know this is what happens to me if I drift away from God. I can become critical. I can become hard-hearted towards others. And I forget that I'm in need of forgiveness just as much as anyone else. And that bitterness can take root. And this is where the cross stands out against all other major world religions. None of them offer grace and mercy like the cross. Most of them have no awareness of a personal relationship with God. And if any of them do, it's certainly not like a father who runs down the road towards you. It's more like someone that, you do, that demands that you get your act together. If, if, honestly, if we only had a revelation of his grace again, it changes everything. If you, if you do nothing else this year but seek a revelation of his grace, it will change everything. To know how much you're loved, to know much, how much you're forgiven. So I just, I just want to invite you to stand as we land to this morning. I just want to, um, should we start the year off boldly? Yes, Heather, come on. Um, <laughs> I just want to invite you to come forward if you know you've got bitterness in your heart. Let's get it out. You know, let's just root out anything that's kind of festering away. Or just maybe you want to just start the year right. Start the year um, with fresh soil. Like it's a good start of a year, isn't it? Just to kind of have that fresh soil that you're going to plant new seeds in this year. So I just want to invite you, anybody that wants prayer, please just come down the front. We've got some room. But um, just come down now. Start coming down now if you just want that kind of bold start at the beginning of the year, which just says, do you know what? I just want some a, a fresh start this year. Get out that unforgiveness. Get out that, those little niggles. Pull out those weeds. Let's do a bit of gardening. Why don't um, just everybody where we are, why don't we just sort of open up our hands as a, as a sign of what God wants to do this year. And I just want to pray just like this, over this, pl- like this plant as a, as a representation that God would just give us a harvest this year of what we're sowing. That we wouldn't just try and survive every day. That it would be a year where we 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 properly like so good things regardless of whether we see it this year or not but we make that 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 decision to sow the things of god into this year to take time to connect with him every day to lessen the grip of the phone on our lives 
to root out anything that's niggling away, anything that's gnawing at us in relationships, in bitterness. And I just, I just pray for a fresh revelation of his grace on our lives. I pray that we would know just how much we're loved by the Father. And that this wouldn't be like a, I'm going to try and discover this, but God, you would reveal this to us this year. Just what your grace has paid for, what your love has paid for. Just how much you're this, you're just this incredible father. That we're your son, we're your daughter this morning. Would you just give us a fresh revelation this year? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.